0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Review, courtesy of the No Spots Podcast and the True Radio Network, where DC's People's Champ will break down every and any wrestling event that's taking place as only the Champ can do. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the People's Review, brought to you by the No Spots Podcast. And now... All right, we are on the eve of the beginning of the World Tag League 2023 tournament, and as such, you know know we have to come here to bring you coverage from beginning to end, even after being on a hiatus for the last couple of weeks. Welcome to Season 4 of the World Tag League Rebound, where this year the... World Tag League will be on its own, its own tour. It will not be sharing space with the Super Junior Tag League as it has been for the last couple of years. It will be all on its own, and we are here to talk about it with you. I am DC's People's Champ. I am coming to you from the alternate People Studios in Southeast DC. Yes, I'm back home in DC, at least till the end of this week. I've been here for the last couple of weeks, so uh, but I'm here getting ready to talk some wrestling. And of course, I have with me as always as my tag team partner for all of these New Japan podcasts. He woke up as this guy named Sage. Sage, Hello,
1: good people. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad we're gonna do this. Things have been uh shaking up lately. Um and that's just life is as all around we are getting ready for the getting on the road we're halfway to on the road to the wrestle kingdom ends with wrestle uh tag league road the wrestle kingdom and then road to
0: the tokyo dome and then we end there like swimwear
1: so i'm ready absolutely uh we
0: got a lot a lot to cover here on this episode, this preview episode, which will be focused on uh, the start of World Tag League, in which, for the first time since 2019, it's going to be more than 10 tag teams. It's going to be 16 tag teams in two blocks, which we haven't seen a two-block World Tag League in quite a while. Uh, we will also see, yeah. again, for the first time, World Tag League will be its own tour. It will not share space with Super with Super Junior Tag League, which has already been completed. Uh, we already know who won that one, which was Catch-2-2. Uh, congratulations to Catch-2-2. Uh, on this episode, we will not only talk yes, about sir. the field and the first couple nights, which is going to be taking place in Corcoran Hall for Blocks A and B, but we will also be talking about all the things that have happened prior to this uh, event c- taking place. We're going to talk about Royal Quest. We're going to talk about. Uh, fighting spirit unleashed. We're gonna unleash, we're gonna talk about Lone Star Shootout. We're gonna talk about Power Struggle, which saw the finals of Super Junior Tag League. And we're gonna talk about uh, the uh, New Japan Roadshow that took place on Friday, which saw the KLPW Championship defended in the main event. And what was a very unique rule set that that was put in place by the uh, champion show. So we'll talk about all of that, uh, and then we'll get into World Tag. We'll also talk about the big news uh, with the shake-up with commentary. We will also take a quick look. Look at what the card looks like for Wrestle Kingdom as it stands right now before we even get in the World Tag League. And I'm telling you, the card for Wrestle Kingdom is looking really, really stacked right now. I mean, really, really stacked. So we'll talk about all of that on this episode. So we're going to get right into it and get into the big news that has come out of New Japan in terms of the commentary table. And that is the departure of the longtime voice, English voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kevin Kelly. Now, it was announced uh, around the summertime that Kevin Kelly's contract with New Japan was going to be up, and his final dates were going to be Wrestle Kingdom and then New New, uh, New Year's Dash, uh, and then he was going to be finishing up, and then he had subsequently signed with AEW uh, to become the voice for uh, Collision, uh, which has now been changed. Now he's a secondary voice behind Tony Schiavone and work joins uh, Nigel McGuinness, And he'll be on, he was on until the main event, and then Jim Ross will join. But Jim Ross has uh, since gone on his podcast and said he's going to be taking a break from traveling uh, because of the the toll that it takes on his leg where he had the uh, – the he had the issues with cancer and the surgeries and stuff like that. So he's taking a break. So it looks like Kevin Kelly will be doing two full, two full hours of collision moving forward while Jim Ross stays at home. Uh, but Jim, but Kevin Kelly, who has been with new Japan when they did start offering English commentary back in 2015 at King of pro wrestling is going is done. is officially done with new Japan pro wrestling. New Japan put out, uh, a statement on their website uh, addressing the um, the departure of Kevin Kelly saying, quote, Thank you for supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kevin Kelly, who has been the English voice of New Japan broadcast since King of Pro Wrestling 2015, has departed New Japan Pro Wrestling to pursue outside opportunities. Kevin was originally planning to join the English broadcast of Wrestle Kingdom 18 on January 4th, but will be unable to, uh, unable to attend due to family commitments. New Japan Pro Wrestling joins fans in their gratitude for the work Kevin has done to grow the English-speaking audience for New Japan Pro Wrestling and for countless memorable calls over the years. We wish Kevin the very best in his future, end quote. So, yeah, he was supposed to be at Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash, but uh, he said family commitments uh, will keep him there. So they have ultimately have ended that relationship early. And so now we are now with Walker Stewart, who is, this is crazy to me, Walker Stewart is 20 years younger than I am. This man is just now is just now legal to drink and, and buy tobacco products, and this man is in Japan calling New Japan Pro Wrestling action at 21 years of age. That's crazy to me. That's crazy so sage you gotten to hear a lot of kevin kelly's commentary on new japan uh, when it went to when they started offering english commentary what is, what are some of your what is some of your reactions to this news that his tenure there has ended a little earlier than was expected
1: all good things come to an end um kevin kelly was kevin to me kevin kelly was the uh, What's the word you... Um, the voice of the English side of New Japan. Like, you couldn't do a... You couldn't do a New Japan show and have English commentary without Kevin Kelly in, in, in Japan. It just didn't seem right. Didn't sound right. Um, He's definitely going to be that voice that's missed. Um... He always put a lot of perspective into the things that were going on and a lot of perspective into the things of the new of New Japan for those English uh the English side. It's just gonna be hard. Like I, I I've watched the last couple of New Japan shows with that had English commentary. And He may be 21 years of age, but your boy not Kevin Kelly. So I'm missing Kevin Kelly already. You know, we'll, we'll see though. We'll see how things yeah. shape out. Kevin Kelly was is, is wonderful commentary. We're still gonna be able to hear his voice, just not not in New Japan. He won't. You won't hear him go Destino, Rainmaker, High Fly, Flow like. He's made those moves iconic because of him being able to know when to hit those marks, know when to hype the crowd up that is watching it. Like you may be sitting at home watching it, but Kevin Kelly hyped you up to to say Destino. Not gonna hear that anymore. So that kind that 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 kind of hurts my feelings.
0: Well, I think the only time you may hear it is if a New Japan uh, star ends up on Collision or if Kevin Kelly ends up on the call for next year's Forbidden Door. I think that's the only time you'll hear it. Other than that, yeah, you're right. I will say this. Kevin Kelly has had such a such a unique road in his wrestling career. He started off during the Attitude Era in WWE. Uh, he was the third man on the on the Raw booth for the first hour before. They trans- transitioned to have the king with Jr. You know he's working with Michael Cole. He's working backstage as an interviewer. Uh, then he became the voice of Ring of Honor uh, and was the, like the the man when it came to Ring of Honor. Then he came to uh, then he came to to New Japan. Uh, even at a time where New Japan even had someone like the Hall of Famer Jim Ross calling a lot of events in America, uh, Kevin Kelly really stood out when it came to the english side of new japan pro wrestling i mean this is like new japan finally had tapped into something that had been untapped for so many years which was reaching out to the english speaking fans and having you know having them have that their own perspective in terms of english commentary and kevin kelly brought that to us for eight years and he brought us like sage said some of those iconic calls like when nigel hits the death State, it was like Dusty or hi fly fly or ray maker he like say said it best he made those moves so iconic and so hard hitting and so impactful that you know you really you made you really pay attention when it came to those moves, and when it came to what was going on with with, with Japanese pro wrestling, him and Trish Charlton were such a great were such a great combo. And whatnot, and it's gonna be very, very tough. I mean, Sith said it, and gotta say hello to Sith as well in our in our Twitch chat. He said it's the uh, best. He said that you know Kevin Kelly is going to be missing New Japan, but he's a solid addition to AEW, which helps with all the NJPW that comes to AEW. And he also said that Walker Stewart has a set of big shoes to follow, but he's going to do well, in my opinion. Uh I will say, like Walker Stewart, definitely has a very distinct voice. But again, he's like 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 Say said, he's no Kevin Kelly he's no kevin kelly but i think that's the that's the 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 reasoning and the point behind him being the one to now be the lead voice for english commentary because he's not kevin kelly he's walker stewart he's his own man he has his own identity he has to have his own way of doing commentary and telling the stories that are being told in the ring and it if he went and tried to be like Kevin Kelly, I think a lot of wrestling fans would, would, uh, would absolutely despise him for it and would re- re- resent him for trying to be like Kevin Kelly instead of trying to be Walker Stewart. And we've seen that already with his commentary in, in America, with the uh, English – with the, uh, the events in America. And now we're trying – we're seeing it in Japan. I know he'll most likely be a part of the English commentary moving forward uh, for World Tag League as well. So good luck to him. Hopefully, he can do uh, – he can really fill those shoes in because, I mean, Kevin Kelly has some really big shoes and that's some big shoes to fill. Um. Another news story that we don't have on the banner, but we got to talk about this, and it comes from what happened uh, Saturday night at Full Gear in Los Angeles, and that is the current IWGP US slash US UK heavyweight champion. Will Ospreay has officially signed a deal to join All Elite Wrestling. He is All Elite. He made his appearance at the Kia Forum during the pay-per-view to sign the contract and did announce that he did get his blessing from New Japan, but would like to finish up his commitments with New Japan before uh, fully committing to uh, joining All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Those commitments, of course, being... Wrestle Kingdom where he has a triple threat match to take uh to go for for his championship uh, which is apparently going to be a new championship that's being made but all you know those commitments as well before he finishes up his his uh contract with New Japan expires in February of 2024 Sage How do you feel about the fact that a lot of people really thought it wasn't going to be Will Ospreay that was going to sign because of the fact his contract doesn't expire until February, and it turned out to be Will Ospreay as the one that they came out and signed his contract?
1: Well, um, he touched on it in the media scrum. Um, He... This wasn't just him doing it. This was also New Japan playing a role with talking to Tony Khan. And he said it, it It shocked him that they got it done the way they did. He said, you, you wouldn't have known that they did something like this. Um, they, uh, they gave the blessing for him to sign. They also are the ones who taught to Tony Khan to structure the deal. So like even with that, like it's not gonna be the end of Will Ospreay. With New Japan, he's just going to be really all elite. Um that gives him a that gives him a whole new room, room to grow, a whole new area to, you know, get loose and do his thing. I I can't wait. Um honestly, I can't wait. Um, I really – I just hope AEW don't fumble because they have too many stars on their roster, I just feel like. Like, it's too many people, and then you're trying to grow homegrown talent, and then you had Sting's final match, which – was that Sting's final match? Cuz they only said it was his final match in LA.
0: No, his final match, his fi Yeah, his final match in LA, but his final match overall is going to be at Revolution.
1: Okay. Okay. All okay. right.
0: But they they like he's basically he's basically on a retirement tour. He's basically on a retirement tour so like a okay. lot of these cities which they probably won't go back to until after revolution is probably going to be his last time in those cities and stuff like that so that's how you pretty
1: do. much so um i just i just can't i just don't ah it's just so much to do with will osprey i feel like because now my, my question is not even just for and will osprey's sake what happens to um, United Empire?
0: I was just getting ready to ask that question. I was just getting ready what to happens, ask that question. You read my mind. I was just getting ready to ask that question. What happens? What happens to you now? Like who? Yeah.
1: Because I feel like
0: that's a good. That's a good freaking question like what does happen in the united empire at this
1: point yeah because i feel like it look a honestly to be for real it looks like, like what's the name
0: is i not feel, like, part I feel, of like, I feel like i feel like great i feel like greater it now what do you think will osprey's not a part of the very stable he created
1: um
0: is that what you're saying
1: Right now, it look like all the open that part of the very state, the stable they join. One at home, and the other one with the Don that's Callis true. family wearing black suits. So I honestly don't yeah. know, man. It, it's 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 going to be an interesting sight to see. It's going to be something that needs to be. Um, I I want to see how it unfolds. That's that's the thing. I want to see how it unfolds. I yeah. hope I hope it is great for um Osprey. I want I I do want this to be one, one of those moments where this is what he deserves. He's he's killed it everywhere. And if you look at the places that he's been, oh my god. He just had a banger with Josh Alexander. So like we're going to see Yo.
0: That match with Josh Alexander on impact this past week was fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, everybody's talking about it. Like he 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 did he was he did the thing and I'm just like a man out here giving everything he got. So we're gonna see how we're gonna see how things get, how things go, how it all plays out, how we how it operates because he's not joining right away. He's going to finish out here and then he's going to be part of the new beginnings tour. And then at new beginning will be his end. And at, um and the road to revolution will be his beginning for a W. So he signed, but he doesn't get paid till he leaves.
0: Right. So I think the one thing that a lot of people will point out is point at is the fact that, you know, he's always had this anxiety about being in America long term uh, and working for a company that's based in America, but it looks like he's kind of getting over that. And especially because of that, I'm pretty sure that uh, AEW still going to allow him to live and take up residence in the United Kingdom just like what Pac is doing uh, Pac is not living in the United States he's still living in um in the United Kingdom and stuff like that and then traveling over when they need him though right now Pac I think is still injured uh but I'm I'm, I'm I share the same concerns with that Sage does about what they're going to do with Osprey and everything because I mean there are so many just awesome matchups that you can have just with Ospreay involved. Like, I, the first one I said to stage after uh, he was revealed as a man that, that was signed, I was like, Ospreay versus Danielson. Like, yes please let me get osprey versus danielson that is a match i want to see like off off the break off the like even if it's not off the break that's something i want to see within the year 2024 with osprey and danielson because we know danielson's shutting down as a full-time wrestler in 2024 so before he shuts it down as a full-time wrestler i want osprey versus danielson i want it i don't know what kind of story they're gonna have but damn it i want that match
1: I'm going to tell, tell you what you're going to have. I'm going to tell you what you're going to have. And I said it in the group chat. He's going to kill Danielson and still win. I'm Like, in, insanely possible. I don't understand it. I don't know how. But he's going to hit Danielson with something wild and kill Danielson in the ring. And Danielson, because that's what is happening. Danielson had a got a, a broken over the bone but he won the match. Danielson had a broken arm won the match. What else? What else, man? What else? The only thing can happen now is if, if, if they kill him, he still somehow drags <laughs> and, and fall into a pin. My like, lord, that
0: would be crazy. Um, I want to say yeah. hello to. Want to say hello to Twitch Grays in our Twitch chat, uh, who said, "Quote: I like that he respects New Japan enough to finish out his days." Well, like Sage said, they have so much talent. When do you do you say enough of bringing in talent and work with what you have? Which, I mean, that's the that's the big question when it comes to the TK. That's that, true. You know, you have so much talent. Why are you not working with? That why are you continuing to add to it, and then you're gonna end up having somebody that's gonna just come in every week and sit at catering all day long and not be able to do anything? Like, come on now. And then, Sit said TK has too has too much talent as is, so that's a major worry. How many people has he signed free agency wise that have gone that's gone by the wayside in both AEW and ROH? I mean, look, they just bought in fu- and I'm pretty sure this gave you a chuckle, Sage. They just bought in fucking Ronda Rousey for a Ring of Honor tapings. <laughs>
1: Like, for a what one-off, the, like, what the not fuck even statement, for a one-off. That was a one-off.
0: That's crazy They like, fucking Ronda Rousey, they bring Ronda Rousey in for a one-off for Ring of Honor. Like Not even AEW, but fucking Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever. All right, mm-hmm. we're going to move on. We're going to move on and, and get out of news and notes, and we're going to talk about some of the shows that have taken place prior to where where we're at now with the start of World Tag League on Monday, the 20th of November. And we're going to talk about those really cool, quickly so basically I'll go over the results of each of these events we're going to talk about and then I'm going to ask Sage his favorite match and his least favorite match on each of these and his overall thoughts on the shows in general and then we're going to keep it moving so that we, for the interest of time so we'll start about a month ago when uh, the when New Japan returned to the United Kingdom for Royal Quest 3 at the Copper Box Arena in London we saw Robbie X who I was lucky enough to watch play uh, Call of Duty with Kip Sabian during the pandemic, uh, he was up against Taiji Ishimori. This was Taiji Ishimori's first match back uh, after being out due to the neck injury he suffered during Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, and in seven minutes and forty-eight seconds, Taiji was able to hit the bloody cross and defeat uh, Robbie X. Uh, El Desperado defeated uh, Trent Seven in eight minutes and eight seconds, uh, which was a really entertaining matchup. Yoda Suji was victorious over Luke Jacobs in a uh, in a nine minute and one second matchup with the gene blaster. Uh, the IWGP junior heavyweight tactic championships were on the line. The war dogs of uh, Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney successfully defended against Leon Slater and Cameron Kai with the full clip. It was their third successful defense of those championships. We saw a six man tag that saw Tangle pin, the former never openweight champion, David Finley to give GOD the victory over the bullet club war dogs. Uh, it went 10 minutes, 41 seconds. Shota Umino and Ren Narita, which, who are in World Tag League this year, began their tag team partnership at this event by defeating the United Empire team of Francisco Akira and the Great Okan in our... Seventh matchup: Tetsuya Naito and Bushi defeated Doki and Sonata. It was the first of preview tags between Naito and Sonata ahead of their Wrestle Kingdom matchup with nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. Uh, in our sec, our second to last match of the night, uh, well, se- our eighth match-, match, I guess you could say. It was a 30-minute six-man tag that saw the United Empire's Hinari, Jeff Cobb, and TJP fall to the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi, the, du- the dual NJPW Strong Openweight and RH World Champion Eddie Kingston, and the Rev, Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Champion Michael Okun. Okun getting the victory uh, for his team. In the semifinal, a special singles match that ultimately determined the next challenger for the Never Openweight Championship, Shingo Takagi Defeated Tomohiro Ishii in what was a banger of a match with 21 minutes and 26 seconds. And then in our main event, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay. What can you say about these two when they get in the ring, especially in Britain? They just light it up. It was, but it was Will Ospreay who would win and retain the IWGP UK Heavyweight Championship over Zack Sabre Jr. in 31 minutes and 19 seconds. Sage, going to start here what was your favorite match of this night what was your least favorite match of this night and what was your overall thoughts on royal quest three
1: um overall thoughts was a great card. um uh opening matches just don't seem to be new japan's thing unless it's the u.s um so the opening match just didn't do it for me. Um, I, I, I struggled a bit to get through it. Um, that main event was was sickening. It was sickening. Um, what can you say about Will Osprey and? Um, Zach say virginia that ain't already say to be honest like they are two of the best british wrestlers i've seen in in years in years i i love i love watching Zach. zach has been just like osprey zach has been on a run too and it and it was really real. That that culminated this match culminated the two runs that they've been going on. Zach has been unstoppable when it comes to that uh television title. Um Osprey has been unstoppable in matches that yeah, if he even lost, like you thought Osprey was about to win. So he definitely, it's definitely like that had to be that was the match for me. That match was the match for me. From right. from uh Royal Quest. The end of the sequence was insane. I
0: was I will say the semifinal was. Yeah, that ending was crazy. But I would say the semifinal was the match for me between Shingo and and, and Ishii. I know we've seen that match plenty of times. But same thing with Zack Sabre Jr. and the Osprey, and I mean those two guys absolutely just poured it to one another. And I always enjoy when Ishii and and Shingo go at it because you know they're gonna go out there and just absolutely beat all fire out of each other, and. You just never know which way it's gonna go. If it's gonna go the way of Shingo, if it's gonna go the way of Ishii, uh, you just never know. And that was the match for me. I think my least favorite match. I would have to agree with you. Was the was the opening match, and that's not a slight against Robbie X, because I'm 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 I know Robbie X pretty well, uh, but I just you know. I just felt like the matches the matches didn't flow, especially because I like, you know Taiji Shimori first match back after being out for shit like uh, several months due to that neck injury he yeah. suffered during the um during his match with Hiromu. And you're just yeah. you thinking, and he's also coming off of a destruction where he had just challenged Hiromu for the junior heavyweight championship, and then he comes in and has this matchup and it just wasn't just really wasn't the best i wouldn't say it was bad but it just wasn't the best uh but royal quest i thought was a really nice paper really nice card the uk crowd uh, and i did this i I was gonna do actually talk about this as final thoughts until i we decided to go on a hiatus with what's going on in my personal life Uh, but i was going to talk about my final thoughts some of the most unique fans in the world wrestling all come from the United Kingdom because they usually have such unique chants and unique ways to show their support for their favorite wrestlers and stuff like that that you don't really find in the United States. We have our own like we have a, everybody uses the same chants regardless of company and regardless of venue. Whereas in the United Kingdom you're gonna get different chants, you're gonna get a unique chants, and you know where else in the world can you chant to someone that someone's a wanker? Like come on, like we let. Like, there there's no other place there that there that does that besides the United Kingdom. Great. Anyway, but that's Royal Quest. Royal Quest was a really good uh show. I really enjoyed it. And we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about what the heck is this? Bro. Oh. I didn't know I can do that. Anyway. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the next show that we have on the schedule, which was uh, the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show that took place on Halloween weekend. It was two weeks after Royal Quest. took place Halloween weekend uh, in Las Vegas at Sam's Town Live. This mm-hmm. was another good one. You know, if my browser would work and not be stupid, it would load up the window so I could go through the card. That would be great. There we go. Hey, technology. And your
1: camera stopped freezing.
0: Yeah, because my, my browser was frozen. I should be back now. I should be back now. Or
1: not. Nah, not now.
0: uh <laughs> hmm. oh, you got to love it, boy. I tell you what, this is. Come on all right fuck it i'll just i'll, I'll deal with that later all right fighting spiller at least it started with the strong survivor match uh between matt vandergrift and buck skiner uh vandergrift won with the 450 splash it went five minutes 31 37 seconds the other kickoff match saw the west coast wrecking crew and danny limelight of team filthy taking on the team of Balian aki titus alexander and jacob austin young it will be West Coast, it will be Team Filthy victorious. We will open up the show proper with a strong openweight championship number one contenders four way that saw Satoshi Kojima hit the lariat on the second strong openweight champion, Fred Rosser, to get the victory and become the number one contender for the strong openweight championship. Stephanie Vaquer and Zeusis, who are the CMLL Women's World Tag Team Champions, along with Stephanie Vaquer being the CMLL Women's World Tattoo Champion. They would defeat Johnny, Robbie, and Luvia in a uh, Lucha Libre-style tag match with the package backbreaker to get the victory. And Vaquera would, um, would challenge Mayu Iwatani for the IWGP Women's Championship. And we'll tell you about how that went later on. Uh, we will also see Gabe Kidd take out Tom Lawler with the cl- classic power driver at 12 minutes and 30 seconds in their 20-minute affair. The Atlantis' 40th anniversary match in the USA, an eight-man tag that saw Atlantis team with his son Atlantis Jr., Mystico, and Hiroshi Tanahashi to take on Adrian Quest, Tiger Mask, Sobrano Jr., and Rocky Romero went the way of, the, of Team Atlantis with the powerbomb 10 minutes 27 seconds uh for the for the strong open women's championship uh julia was able to defeat hayan in what was a really good matchup there with 12 minutes and three seconds uh for the strong openweight tag team championships el fantasma hikaleo their first defense was a victory for them over monster sauce that would be alex zane and lance archer uh eddie kingston would have a successful defense of the strong openweight championship over Hanare and uh We have a special tag match that with the 20-minute time limit draw between Yuya Yurimura and Sonata of Just Five Guys against... Hiromu Takahashi at Tetsuya Naito. I want to say hello to my good friend Sunshine, who has resubscribed for 19 months and cheered 50 bits. Thank you, Sunshine. I love you very much for that. And then our main event would be the first and only defense of the Never Title for uh, Tama Tonga, as he would fall to Shingo Takagi via The Last of the Dragon at 26 minutes and 58 seconds. Shingo would become the new champion, and then afterwards he would be challenged by Trent Beretta via video, Four shot of the championship at Lone Star shootout, which we'll get into in just a bit. So again, Sage, your, my question to you, your least favorite match, your favorite match, and overall thoughts on Fighting Spirit Unleashed.
1: Uh Fighting Spirit Unleashed was really good from top to bottom. Uh if I have to say any questions working.
0: Uh uh, I just do hang on. You're breaking Say, hang on, you're breaking up a lot, bro. Something's going on with your internet.
1: You good? You got I'm good? Can you hear me?
0: Oh, you're good now. You're good now. So start right. start over.
1: So um anything with West Coast Wrecking Crew is 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 not it for me. I really don't like West Coast Wrecking Crew. Um that's just a personal preference for me. Uh, the event was really good. Um. No, I rephrased that. I take back the West Coast Wrecking Crew thing. The time limit draw is what threw me off. It, 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 it just didn't do it for me. Um. I think that was what it was. The time limit draw did nothing for me. Um the Eddie uh the main event Tama Tonga and Shingo Tama as a single star has stepped up tremendously. Tru tremendously. Like he had no other choice but to step up. And I I love it. He stepped up tremendously. Um Yeah, it the town in Madra just didn't do it for him. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um I will say um my my least I don't know if I really have a least favorite match. Well, no, I do. My least favorite match is that 40th anniversary match. That match was like all around bowling shoe ugly. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on with that shit. And Atlanta's look like, he way too old to be doing this shit, but he's still doing it. So whatever. I just, <laughs> I just wasn't a fan of this match at all. I wasn't a fan of this match. I'm not a big fan of, you know, them crossing in, you know, bringing in CMLL type of storylines into here when some of a lot of us in the United States don't watch CMLL. So it's kind of confusing to see like Rocky Romero, who's normally supposed to be a face in New Japan, he's part of chaos, but yet he's an asshole. And it's like, why is he an asshole? Like, it is, if somebody tells you, oh, it's because he's an asshole in CMLL. Okay. I don't watch CMLL. So why should I care? Um, but this was not. This match here was just not this match wasn't it for me. It wasn't. It just wasn't. It just every it just was all over the place ugly. It was whatever. I've seen quite a few botches on here. And it's funny because Mystico, Mystico who was Sin Cara in WWE was known as Botch Cara yet Outside of WWE, that man's movement is fluid as fuck. So you got it makes you wonder was it the WWE system or was it the man? And I think it was the WWE system because I ain't seen Mystico break any bones or botch anything since he left WWE. I'm just putting that out there. Anyway, it was
1: WWE.
0: I'm pretty sure. Okay. My favorite match definitely was also the main event. I mean, Shingo and Tama just absolutely just beat the crap out of each other. It was great. But I think, you know, Tama Tonga had exhibited that, that sort of never openweight championship title defense curse of like having that first defense because uh, he only had the one defense. So he his third reign ends in a V zero uh, for him. And then Shingo becomes the 41st. There have been 41. There have been 41 never openweight champions. And that champion's only been around for what four years, and there've been forty-one champions in four in, in four. A little years.
1: over four years. I mean, I, right. I think it's even five or six, but still, like, mm-hmm. well, yeah.
0: but that's a lot of champions in, in that shorter period of time, dog. Like, I'm not even gonna hold you. No, that's a short. That's, that's a lot of champions in a short amount of time. I mean, granted, a lot of the IWGP championships, like the junior title, the heavyweight tag titles, the junior heavyweight, are in like. 70 80 90 range and stuff like that but they've been around a long time so that's Mm -hmm. understandable but these but these champions this championship has only been around for about five six years and they've already been we're already on our 30 on our 41st champion it's crazy yeah Uh, overall i thought that uh, that fighting spirit unleashed was a was a really was a was a decent show uh julia and hyann really, really did the damn thing. Being the lone women's the second being the lone singles women's match on the card and the second women's match on the card. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. And you know, I, any chance I get to see Julia wrestle because I don't, ha, I don't have Stardom World. It's a treat for me because Julia is a really, really talented uh, professional wrestler. And so any chance I get to see her in action is awesome. And um her, her and Hayan really put on a show, even though they, they went twelve, just a little bit over 12 minutes. They really made the most of that 12 minutes and really put on a show for the strong uh, women's championship. And so now Julia, hopefully we'll get to see Julia again here in the United States, hopefully uh, later this year, early next year and stuff like that. Did you know that uh, Stardom is actually putting on a show? The same day as Russell Kingdom, but they're going to put on a show like midday, so that way they can clear the way for Russell Kingdom that day. Did you know that Sage?
1: Not in, the, in but it ain't going to be in the Tokyo, do
0: Nah, it's going to be um Rio Goku. I think it's Rio Goku. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Because they cause they, they posted about it, and uh, they posted in, in a news uh, thing about about people who are part of the international uh, club who could buy tickets for the shows, uh, because there's two shows that they're doing uh, down the stretch. It's going to be one on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let see. Okay, so the one on the 29th is at Real Goku. The one on January 4th is at the Tokyo Dome City Hall. So they're going awesome. to the be in the vicinity of they're going to be in the vicinity of Tokyo Dome, so maybe they might have a match on the car. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I would think they would have a match on the car. You have the IWGP women's champion and the IWG and the strong op- strong women's champion. I would think they would have a match on the car, but we'll have to see. Anyway, let's talk about Long Star shootout really quickly. It uh, started off with the Strong Survivor matchup, which saw Matt Vandegrift win his second straight survivor matchup, Strong Survivor matchup, this time defeating the returning Barrett Brown of the Stray Dog Army. Barrett Brown hadn't been seen on a New Japan program or New Japan shows in months, uh, but he shows up only to lose in 4 minutes and 44 seconds to the 450 Splash. Uh, and then we will see the renewal of a rivalry between Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler uh, with Rosser picking up the victory over Filthy Tom in 13 minutes and 3 seconds. Then we will open up the card properly with Moscato Dorada, Tiger Mask, and Atlantis taking on Heticero, uh, Rocky Romero, and Ultimo Guerrero. And it will be Moscado Dorado getting the victory for his team. It match with 13 minutes and 41 seconds to shoot Star start press. Uh, we will see an eight-man tag between Bullet Club and uh, the teams, uh, the team of the Intergalactic Jet Setters, Kevin Knight and Kushida, as well as G.O.D.'s Tangaloa and Tama Tonga. They would be up opposite of... Clark Connors, Gabe Kid, Alice Coughlin, and Chase Owens. Uh, Gabe Kid, Clark Connors, I should say, got the victory with the Spike No Chaser on Kevin Knight, the match with 10 minutes and 52 seconds. A match that turned into a no-DQ match before the match started saw Toro Yano get the victory over the debuting Joey Janela uh, in this So the match with 9 minutes and 29 seconds with all the shenanigans you can ask for from a no-DQ match and a Yano match. So there you go. Uh, Hikaleo and El Fantasma will get their second successful defense of the strong open way taxi championships over the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Who had attacked them after their defense against Monster Sauce at uh, in Vegas, but this time they would not be able to get the victory with Royce Isaacs or Jerald Nelson. It would be Phantasma and Hickaleo that would be victorious. Uh, for the in a special singles match, Mystico and TJP took on each other, and it was La Mystica from Mystico that would give him the victory over TJP in 11 minutes and 45 seconds. A very rare loss for CJP, especially on the road to Wrestle Kingdom where he and uh, his partner Akira will be challenging for the the Junior Tag Championships after winning Super Junior Tag League. Strong Openweight Championship match saw Satoshi Kojima unsuccessful in challenging for that championship against Eddie Kingston the Northern Lights Bomb. It took two Northern Lights Bombs for Kingston to put away the man with the strong right arm. Uh, I still like when... Um, after uh, Eddie's matchup uh, against Hanare, Kojima came out and said he's gonna kick his ass in Dallas. And in any case, you just said, simply put, "I'll see you, in Texas motherfucker." <laughs> I said Eddie just kept it short to the point. He said, "I'll see you, in Texas motherfucker." <laughs> and yep. he saw the Texas, and they and they had a pretty good matchup with 10 minutes and 43 seconds. But Eddie kicks were retained. Mike Bailey unsuccessful in challenging for the NJPW World Television Championship, and Zack Sabre Jr. getting his 16th successful defense. V sixteen from Zack Sabre Jr., and with only a month and a half left in the year, his goal of getting 20 successful defenses before the end of 2023 could be in reach. We'll have to see if he can get there, but he was able to tap out Mike Bailey to retain this championship. Our special tag match saw David Finley and Kenta take on John Moxley and Willie Uta of AEW's black combat club. And John Moxley, would we'll get the victory over David Finley ahead of their triple threat match that they're going to have in Wrestle Kingdom. Mayu Iwatani was able to successfully defend the IWGP Women's Championship against Stephanie Vaquer. Uh The match went 11 minutes and 28 seconds. The moonsault press would be the vict- would be the, the way to victory for Mayu, and she would get her successful defense. Shingo to Toggy in the main event successfully defends the never openweight championship against Trent Beretta with the last of the dragon, The match was 25 minutes and 44 seconds for him to retain. And then Shingo once again, speaking to the crowd in English and then ask for his challenger to, to show themselves. And it would be Tomatonga that showed himself to ask for a rematch for that championship. And it would be, is going to be at wrestle kingdom 18 where those two will Mm -hmm. go at it for the never openweight championship. Sage, Favorite match? Least favorite match? Overall thoughts on Lone Star Shootout?
1: Uh. Whew, uh, favorite match gonna have to be Mike Bailey and Zach Zaper Jr. Um. I'm not, he broke his finger. Uh, that, that that looked like he broke his finger.
0: Ah. Yeah, that, that that looked gnarly. That looked really gnarly.
1: He separated him. Oh my god, I was just like, What? Okay, um, I'm trying to think. Um, I guess the multi man, the the multi man matches, this uh, the 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 soul survivor one, the soul survivor match that that was my least favorite because the. like you said, it was only four minutes. Why are these matches like, why are you giving them just four minutes? I don't understand. That. But, you know. we we, we it, it, It's just interesting to see how those Soul Survivor matches are turning out and how they're playing out. But I want a little bit more from that Soul Survivor situation.
0: Yeah, I think I want to see more from that as well. I think my least favorite match was the match with Atlantis because, again, that dude, like, he's way too old to be still doing it. I'm just keeping it a buck. Uh, so that was my least favorite. Um, My favorite was um was Mayu and Stephanie uh, because we don't get to see a lot of Stephanie because, again, CMLL, AAA, all that, you know, not really, don't know where how to access it here in the United States and stuff like that. But, you know, and, and again, you know, I don't have stardom world. So I, anytime I get a chance to see one of the big stars of stardom in the United States, you know, you got to take advantage of it. And So these two young ladies, these are two young ladies that I don't get to see very often in a wrestling ring in their home promotions. But I got to see them here and they really did their, did their thing. And again, not really, they didn't get a lot of time. They got 11 minutes, a little over 11 minutes, but they made the most of their time. They made the most of their time, they made the most of their opportunity to go out there and showcase what women's wrestling is all about, not only just in Japan, but just globally. Um, as you know, I've been, you know, on the podcast, We've I've been a huge advocate of women's wrestling and stuff, and how AEW has been kind of falling there by the wayside when it comes to booking their women's division correctly. Though at Full Gear, they put two, not only did they put two women's matches on there, but they put two women's championships bangers on there. So,
1: and they were two bangers absolutely. at that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. They were both really like
1: good. that. Triple Threat match was crazy. But that was and, my favorite right that, there. Was yeah. That was that was um. I I get that. I get that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that was that's why you know, Mayu and and, and Stephanie were my favorite match on the, on the night. Though a lot of matches overall. I think that Lone Star shootout was a touch better than Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Just a touch. Just, just a little bit. Not not a lot. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know? Just a little bit. All right. We're gonna keep this thing going. We're almost get almost ready to talk about World Tag League. But let's talk about power struggle really quickly. Which saw Ryusuke use the DKC, to DKC Bolton Oleg defeat three guys who are from the Indies, from DDT actually. Uh and Moshizuki Jr., Yoshiki Kaito, and Strong Machine J uh, in, the, in the opening Frontier Zone match that took place. Then, open up the show properly. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Callum Newman defeated Oscar Bay and Yuda Nakashima in four minutes and 41 seconds. Back as the Islands, El Desperado. And Masawato won a special juniors four way tag match that included the IWGP junior heavyweight tag champions, the War Dogs of Clark Connors, and Joel Maloney, uh, Yo and Musashi, as well as Kosei Fuji and Robbie Eagles. Uh, they would get the victory in that one. Tama Tonga teamed with the Intergalactic Jet Setters to defeat Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and Teton uh, with the Gun Stun. Uh, Sanada and Yuyaura would fall to Yoda Suji and Naito. in a special singles match David Finley defeated Tangalore with into oblivion in the other special singles match it would be it would start off as a regular match that would end up being a double countout between John moxie and Great Okan. but then they would restart it. They were restarted as a false count anywhere matchup in which John Moxley was able to get the victory over the Great O'Con in a match that included Great O'Con's lock-like ponytail getting cut off by John Moxley, and of course the obligatory of John Moxley bleeding in a matchup. You knew that that was gonna happen.
1: Listen, never uh... Uh, open
0: with six-man tactic championships were on the line. Listen, hold on, let me let me finish. So. Never overweighed six-man tactic times, were on the line, TMDK, Zach Sabre Jr., Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols challenging Okada Ishii and Tanahashi. Tanahashi would manage to get the victory. Getting the fall on Zach Sabre Jr., which is why he has earned himself a shot at the TV Championship at Wrestle Kingdom, has Tanahashi, but they would retain the championships. The Super Junior Tag League Final, which was our eighth matchup, saw TJP and Akira defeat Show and Yoshinobu Kanemaru of the House of Torture with the two two, to give them the victory. They will be uh, the ones that will be challenging the War Dogs for the tag titles uh coming up at Wrestle Kingdom. Toru Takahashi got his seventh. Uh, successful defense of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, defeating Taiji Ishimori and fulfilling his promise that he would not wear the belt around his waist until he beat Taiji Ishimori, who was the champion when he won it in that fatal four way at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. He would do so and he would put it on his waist and then he would uh, challenge Desperado. To challenge him for the IWGP Junior um, Title um, at um. Wrestle Kingdom, so we're gonna get that matchup at Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait for that one, bro. And then you of course I our can't main wait. event, our main event saw both the IWGP US and UK Heavyweight Championships on the line. Will Osprey against Shota Umino. Uh, banger of a matchup that went 40 minutes and 16 seconds before will osprey was able to nail the stormbreaker and get the victory and then a big show of respect from both men because of their ties not only with their ties in the uk when uvino was there on excursion and stuff like that but osprey would retain after the matchup osprey looked to challenge john moxley but david finland would get involved and would destroy both championship belts because he's an asshole and he's a prick all right, Sage, favorite match, Least favorite match, and your thoughts on Power Struggle.
1: Power Struggle is really good. Um, I uh, I hate David Sonny. Um, And I never thought I'd say I hate a Bullet Club leader, but boy.
0: <laughs> Listen, i I'm right there
1: with you listen I hate David Finner. um so uh I gotta say that 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 was a the i guess the main event um was really had to be really good for power struggle um it was a lot going on in power struggle power struggle just did a lot um and i'm kind of glad because that helped shape the uh it helped shape wrestle Kingdom, and that's going to be it's going to be great like we always ask for these things to shape what's coming up and rest since wrestle kingdoms coming It helps shape Russ's kingdom and I I enjoy Power Struggle. Power Struggle was so worth it. Um I don't know if I have a least favorite thing, you know. uh, Um I don't know if I have a least favorite thing for power struggle. Mm, No, I don't think I have a least favorite thing for power struggle.
0: I will say this. I will say this. My my least favorite was the frontiers Zone match. Not because I thought it was bad. Not because I thought it was bad. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I just didn't give a shit about it. I didn't care. And they were doing way. They were doing way too much in that match for me to even care. Honestly, but it, yeah. I, I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't care for it. But my favorite match definitely was the main event. Sheldon and, and and Osprey went out there and just absolutely put on a fucking banger, banger.
1: No, nah, a banger is an
0: understandable. And thankfully, thankfully, uh, you know Finley's shenanigans after the match didn't ruin my my perception of the match itself. I mean, those, those those two put in forty plus minutes of absolute work for those two championships, and then Finley comes out and destroys both of them because he's a prick. Anyway. So, but I really enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed the fact that House of Torture got, you know, got their comeuppance and that Cash 2 2 was able to uh, get the victory and to be able to uh, move on to the to, to Wrestle Kingdom, which is their ultimate goal in terms of Wrestle Kingdom and the War Dogs and all that shit. So, that's what I really was a big fan of was that as well, getting the comeuppance. I wish I could pull up the freaking. Let me see if I can pull up um, my notes here. How we did in terms of the the picks there. So I think i ended up, I ended up edging I ended up edging you out. I think in the end, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so that was power struggle. That was power struggle, and then we got to talk about New Japan Road, which just took place. Uh, on Friday, there were only two shows for New Japan Road as a bridge to World Tag, the World Tag League Tour. Uh, the New Japan Road show that took place on Friday was main evented by uh show defending the, uh, the KOPW championship against Taichi. And the rule that was voted on was that Yoshinobu Kanemaru would be the special guest referee. Basically, all the rules were in show's favor, pretty much and that was the one that everybody chose unanimously. So basically we opened with Kojima fresh off of his uh, defeat in Las Vegas. He teamed with Tenzan and Macabe to take out the Young Lions with the lariat. Uh, we saw Yano and, Ma- and Wato take out Gato and Taiji Ishimori. We saw, um, and it was a funny way that they did it too. Yano posed Gato to make it look like he hit him with a low blow. And the refs saw it and called for the disqualification on Gato. That's what got them evicted. The I said, "Joryano's a fucking genius. He's like, he's a Japanese version of Eddie Guerrero. He lies, he cheats, he steals." Anyway,
1: yeah. uh,
0: then Hiroki Goto making his return to action after being out for the last couple of months with a knee injury, reunited with his tag team championship partner Yoshihashi along with Yo to defeat the United Empire's Callum Newman, Hanari, and the Great O'Kan with the Shoto. Uh, we would then get Umino teaming with Minoru Suzuki, Nyuji Nagata, and Tiger Mask to take on and take out L.I.J.'s Bushi, Takashi, Takahashi, Suji and Shingo Takagi. Uh, these would be Umino hitting the blaze blade on Bushi to get the victory. Uh, the House of Torture almost made like the House of Torture set a, ne- a bad tone with their victory over just five guys, uh, Takabichi, Nokudoki, Yuyumura, and Sonata. Uh, setting the tone for possibly what would happen in the main event, the Tomaki Homa homecoming match became a never six man tag title match. Earlier on in the show, when Narita came out and challenged the team, the the, the champs to a title match in Homa's uh, hometown, and they would grant it. And then they would, and then Hiroshi Tadahashi would pin the very kid who fucking put out the challenge. He pinned Narita to give them the victory and to retain the championships. Our, and then in our main event for the KOPW 2023 Championship with Conor Mars, the guest referee, with all kinds of shenanigans, Taichi still was able to get the victory with the Taichi Last Ride powerbomb to reclaim the, the KOPW 2023 championship belt and get the victory over that siege. I think I kind of know the answer to one of these questions, but I got to ask anyway, your favorite match, least favorite match, and your overall thoughts on New Japan Road before we move on to talk really quickly about what Russell King is looking like for now, and then we get into the Royal Tag League.
1: Anything with a Bay is just I'm tired of saying <clears throat> how about that little Tai Chi people? I love it. Every piece of it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought but Taichi was losing this one, especially with Kanemaru as the referee. I was like, nah, this is, this is a wrap. He, I think Shogo end up ending the year as the KOPW champion. But I'm so glad that Taichi won, bro, because I was getting tired. of I was getting tired of shit. I was getting
1: tired of it, honestly. Yeah, it's okay. It's alright. Taichi, Taichi found a way. He found his will and he found a way.
0: Thank God, and he had just five guys out there, is like to help to help him out with House of Torture. House of Torture had everything in their favor. They had all they had all of them out there. They even had one of them as a referee, and they still couldn't do it. I thought that was hilarious to me. Overall, I like New Japan Road because of the fact that it kind of served as that bridge and sort of like that preview of World Tag League because you got to see Suzuki. And Nagata, who are in World Tag League team, and you can see how that team, how that team is going to be for the tournament. That's going to be a dysfunctional ass team in the tournament because you know Suzuki don't give a fuck and, <laughs> and shit, and Suzuki is just like because you got to understand, Suzuki and Nagata have hated each other for years. They ain't gonna just turn around overnight and just suddenly become best fucking friends. They're gonna be there's gonna be animosity. We all know this. I just, I just can't wait to see it all play out, honestly. I can't wait to see it all play out.
1: No, I but can't well, wait to get my favorite
0: very dysfunction. Def- mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, my favorite match was definitely Tai Chi and Um, uh, My least favorite match... Huh, hard to say. I don't know if I really have a least favorite match. Maybe... Maybe House of Torture... Just five guys, but not because it was bad. It's just like, you know, they won, and I hate and I don't like House of Torture. So, there you go. All right,
1: I ain't gonna say wait, I don't wait, like wait. House of Torture, I just don't like when they go against Tachi. <laughs> All right,
0: so we before we get in the World Tag League, right now, Wrestle Kingdom is shaping up to be a hell of a card the 18th edition of wrestle kingdom taking place on thursday january 4th 2024 from the tokyo dome and here are the matches that have already been made official so far and again this doesn't include what could potentially come down the pike especially with the results of world tag league and whatever else happens like with the women and their women their championships but um we got Tamataka challenging Shingo Takagi for the Never Openweight Championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi challenging Zack Sabre Jr. for the New Japan World TV Championship. The IWGP Jr. Heavyweight Championship, El Desperado versus Hiromo Takahashi. Hiromo trying to get his eighth defense. Uh, Catch-2-2, the winners of this year's Super Junior Tag League, taking on Drilla Maloney and Clark Connors of the Bullet Club War Dogs. Uh, the IWG is currently listed on their website as the IWGP US slash UK Heavyweight Championship match, but apparently this will be some kind of new belt after the two belts were destroyed. Osprey defending mm-hmm. against John Moxley and David Finley in a triple threat match. We get Okada Danielson two. This is going to be a sixty minute special singles match. So we get that, and then we get Sonata taking on the G1 Climax winner Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And, of yep. course, we're going to have whoever wins World Tag League taking on the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. If Bishiman goes for the th- does get the three-peak, they get to call their shot and pick who they would like to take on at Wrestle no. Kingdom. If they aren't Ew. able to get the three-peak, then they will be challenged by whoever wins the tournament. So, Sage, what do you think about this card so far? And, again, this isn't even a complete card yet
1: yeah so far so far it should be amazing so far it is uh it should be amazing most anticipated matches going to be uh uh what's his face uh i mean brian danielson versus okada mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think okada danielson too is gonna be one of the most highly anticipated matches especially because this is Daniel. This is Brian Daniel's first time back in Japan in some years, um, and stepping into a new Japan ring, which is Okada's domain, um, you gotta expect that this is gonna be it's gonna be an absolute banger. It's gonna be an absolute banger, and I can't wait for that one. I can't wait for it to see Shingo Tama two or Single Tama three, because uh, it'll be the third batch they've had within the last calendar year, and I swear they're gonna like. I think that they're gonna really bring bring the house down. Remember uh, the current record now. In the last year, is Shingo one zero oh, and one? Because remember, the last time, they, the first time they faced each other was in the G one this year, and they went to a draw, a twenty minute time limit draw, and then Shingo beats Tama, beat Tama at Fighting Spirit Unleashed to become the NEVER Champion. So now this is going to be the third matchup in the last, last year, and I think that it's going to be a very good one there. So I, I, I'm looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm looking forward to it. At, uh, once especially when more matches are revealed, uh, and things like that. One last thing before we get in the world tag league. So a lot of y'all who may follow New Japan may know that on November the 9th, they released a new New Japan World streaming site. The website was completely overhauled and updated, and they released a standalone app where you could watch and stream videos uh, for New Japan from New Japan World on your mobile device. Uh, first time in a long time that they've had a standalone actual app for mobile phones or mobile devices for new Japan world before back in like 2018 or 2019, everything went onto the website. It was through the website that you watched and streamed videos for new Japan world. But now you have a standalone app. Sage, how do, what do you feel? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the I love it. app and everything? I love
1: it. I, I love the new app. Like I think it's amazing i think it was just what we needed um there's some things that they have to they need to fine tune on it um but it's just coming out um it's it's wonderful it's wonderful and i love that it's sleek and black i love that i wasn't a
0: fan i wasn't a fan of clicking on the video for new japan road and it was already broken up into the matches itself and not as one whole show but at the same time that's kind of a good thing because of the fact that you can just watch whatever matches you want and uh, and skip through ones you don't want to watch but i'm the type because we do uh, talk about new japan on a podcast i have to, i watch everything that way i can talk about everything uh but i dig it i dig it i dig the the, the website i mean i dig the the app And being able to watch it on my phone via the app, I'm just I'm I can't wait to see how it works when it comes to casting, because like I said, when I when I remembered that there was a new app and stuff, I've been here at my parents house. So I haven't had a chance to even see how the casting works on it and stuff like that. So hopefully it does work out well so that way I can watch the videos on my TV and things like that. So there you go. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. All right. Let's talk about World Tag League. I want to say hello to my brother here, by the way, who's who's in the chat? Hello. Um, let's talk about World Tag League again. First time since 2019 that they've expanded the field past 10 teams and have opened up two blocks instead of one block. As you know, they only went the one block of 10 teams during the pandemic, uh, and during the pandemic for two uh, for like the last two to three years they have shared space has the heavyweight tag teams with the junior tag teams with both of them running simultaneously uh uh, during the same tour but now this year everything is different they have expanded to 16 teams two blocks so two blocks each block has eight teams in it which means that every team will face will have seven matches a stretch across three weeks Uh, they will have seven matches which means the best that a team could do is if they go undefeated is 14 points so we already we're going to establish what we think is going to be the magic number to get in also the format is that the top two point getters from each block will go on to a semi-final on december the 8th and then the um then the grand finals will be on the 10th uh but again This is going to be the biggest league since 2019. And for the first time since 2017, they will be split into two blocks. So here we go. Here are the participants in in this tournament based on blocks. So in the A block, we have the first time entry of Shota Umino and Ren Narita after their hellacious best of seven series that stretched across the Road to Destruction tour. They shook hands and decided that instead of fighting each other, they're going to team together as a tandem and see what they can do. The last time that they teamed together in a big spot, they got ran out of the gym by Okada and Tanahashi uh, way back when. And so back in March, actually. So this is their opportunity to see if they can establish themselves as a good tag team uh, and and see what they can do in World Tag League here. So they're in their debut entry. Chaos will be represented by Toru Yano and Tomohiro Ishii the first time in three years that these two are going to be tag teaming in World Tag League and their fourth overall, as you know, Yano has been teaming freak has been actually teaming with hiroshi tanahashi uh and and has been teaming with him as the bebop tag lead but with tanahashi already having a match scheduled at wrestle kingdom for the tv title and okada uh being scheduled to face brian danielson ishii was the only one in the, the faction of heavyweights that didn't have a match at wrestle kingdom so these two are going to be tagging together and uh, taking on the field. Also tagging up for the third straight year, third time overall is the tag team of Hanare and the great O'Connor of the United empire. Uh, they they've had some pretty good successes in their previous two world tag leagues. Their first time there's a tag team in world tag league, they went seven and four. So they ended up with 14 points uh, in their debut. Then last year, Last year they went five and four, uh, for a good uh, ten points in their second go around. So hopefully they can make it to the top two this year uh, and see if they can uh, score themselves a tax title opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom. TMDK, who made their debut last year and came within one match, one match of become of, of even getting into the finals. World of uh, world tag league. They're back at it for the second year in a row a second time uh this uh second time overall. Uh they've had a shot at the world at the IWGB heavyweight tag titles earlier this year, but were unsuccessful. Uh so now they're gonna get a chance with the world tag league to get there yeah. Well <laughs> also making their second straight uh appearance in here, second overall, are Alex Cogley and Gabe Kidd, but my God. What a difference a year makes last year. They had that horrible ass, uh, interest music and, um, Alex Coggan was the Android and Gabe kid was just Gabriel Kidd. but now they're the bullet club war dogs, the dead eye dreadnought and war ready. Uh, they're looking to try to get themselves into a position to get a shot at the world at the tag titles at Wrestle kingdom after their brief stint as the eight, as the strong openweight tag champions came to an end earlier this year. Um, so there you go next up of course you're gonna have and a world title Evo and, and a world t- title mm-hmm and then Usual and Evil are gonna be in it for the fourth year in a row fourth all-time overall they usually just bring darkness and despair to this proceedings but they hardly ever sniff or even threaten to get into the top uh, of the league but they, you know they're gonna be there to spoil whoever gets why is Utero here you know why he's here you know why he's here uh, also making their debut as a tag team in here is Kaito Kiyomiya of Noah and currently on excursion in Noah with Kaito Kiyomiya is Ryohei Oiwa. So they're going to be debuting as a tag team here in World Tag League. Uh, as you know, again, Oiwa is currently on his excursion in Noah uh, for uh, learning from that learning tree there, uh, having teamed up at the tail end of the g1 uh together they decided to have to keep their tag team going and then bring it back here to new japan as part of world tag league and finally making their debut as part of the a block is none other than two-thirds of the ring of honor world six-man tag team champions bishop khan and toa leona the gates of agony the gates of agony are making their new japan debut and their world tag league debut and i think that they're going to be a, t- a team to keep an eye on in that a block honestly uh sage what are your thoughts on the a block as it stands right now
1: um it's pretty good Um uh, it, it, it has a pretty good um there's a lot of tag teams i really um am looking forward to tmdk um TMDK has done amazing as a tag team and I think this is going to be the one where they actually can translate that into points. Like I really I really want to see TMDK win. Um I would love that. That would get them on the card for Wrestle Kingdom. So
0: I look when I look at A Block, it's just such a unique mixture of tag teams. Like you look at oh, you look at uh you look at uh Ren Narita, Ren Narita, and Umino, the youth, and the mixture that they bring with uh Umino with his uh, you know quickness and his explosivity, and then Narita with that steely mat based offense that he got from you know Shibata. Then you look at Ishii and Yano. Yano with the jokester and the, the shenanigans. And Ishii with the straight, no-nonsense, in-your-face style. You look at Okan and Hinare, two just absolute powerhouse, hard-hitting demons. You look at TMDK, who, is, who are just two well-rounded tag team wrestlers. They've been tag teaming for a long time. You look at the Bullet Club War Dogs, again. A whole different vibe from what they were when they made their debut in this tournament last year. They're much more dangerous, they're much more aggressive, and just a, an unpredictable team to, to look out for in this league. Of course, we know what evil and will bring to the table. They're going to bring nothing but pain, trash. misery, and shenanigans and trash as well uh, to the proceedings. But either way, you know, we know what to expect from them. We don't know what to expect from the combination of Kaito Kiyamea and Ryo and Oiwa. After having over a month, maybe more of time teaming together uh, in NOAA. Matter of fact, they came very close uh, to becoming the GHC heavyweight tag team champions over in NOAA. So clearly, they have been doing very very well in the green promotion uh to to get themselves this opportunity to be a part of world tag league which means this is the second tournament this year where kaito kiyomi is going to be part of it from representing and nowhere near
1: okada
0: right nowhere near okada and then of course the gates Mm -hmm. of agony we know what they're what they're capable of as well so this is good the a block looks to be very very unique and of course the b block we have of course of the two-time, the two-time defending champions and the current IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, bishimon Again, they won this in 2021 and 2022 when they were not the champions, and then they turned around and pulled the double by winning not only World Tag League, but then parlaying it into winning the tag championships at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, both years that they wanted. So, uh, the only other team that's been able to do it and back to, to do it back to back was Evil and Sonata back in 2017 and 2018 uh, to be able to pull back to back World Tag League wins and then back to back pulling off the double double of winning the the championships at wrestle kingdom so this is but one thing that no team has ever done has won this tournament three years uh, three times overall and also no one has ever won it three years in a row so
1: i feel like they're gonna do that
0: i know right It's, it's possible um we also I will have making their debut as a tag team, the current strong weight tag team champions, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo uh, After successful defenses in the United States, they will bring their get their championships and their skills back to Japan to be a part of the B block. Uh, also making their, their debut as a tag team is a team we just talked about that's going to be full of dysfunction and that is blue justice yuji nagata and murder grandpa minoro suzuki uh it's crazy to think that back on october the ninth at destruction Rio goku those two shook hands and buried the hatchet and now they're a tag team interesting also be um in a tag team. Just five guys will be represented by the new KOPW 2023 champion Taichi and Heat Storm Yuya Yuromura. They will be representing just five guys. Uh, Yoda Suji will be in it, but he will not be teaming with Shingo Takagi because Shingo has a match at Wrestle Kingdom for the Never Openweight Championship. So he is getting Z. We don't know who Z is. Apparently, uh, he will that 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 person will be revealed was supposed to be revealed today during a non televised uh show for the new Japan road tour. But as of now, that that has not even been posted on the up. Oh, it has been up. Oh, it just went up, it must have just went up not too long ago. Yoda Suji's partner for uh world tag league is none other than um. CMLL prospect Zedonka Jr. So he's not an X, he's a Z, and apparently they, you know, they were in a ten-man bout pinning Takamichi Noko after an impactful double team called the Ankala or Anchor. Uh, so they were in a, uh, they were actually in a match uh, that was part of uh, today's show, and they got the victory. And that's who his partner is now, is uh, zandokan Jr. from CMLL. So I guess because you know he did do. Uh, have some time in, in, on his excursion in Mexico. So it's probably, you know, she says not a pareja or another partner for L.I.J., but a friend. So there you go. Uh, Sobrano Jr. and Atlantis Jr., they are also going to be a part of World Tag League's B Block, representing CMLL. Uh, they are very familiar with each other as not only taxi partners but opponents so they should be, bring something unique to the table in terms of the b block monster sauce will be also part of b block lance archer and alex zane uh the team they became a team during independence day uh for new japan strong back in january I mean not in january and july at Corkwood hall and they were unsuccessful in becoming the strong openweight tag team champions but now they might have a chance to try to win world tag league and finally rounding out the b-block is the bullet club rogue army bad luck folly and jack bonza uh they will be representing uh not only they will represent bullet club and the N- new japan tamashi's rogue army uh normally bad luck folly teams with chase owens but this time he is going with, with his rogue army guy and jack bonza that's coming out of australia or new zealand and so it should be a very very interesting b-block stage what do you think
1: um I wanna see what this rogue army do. I want to see can't Fale translate that. Uh Yoda Suji and the CMLL guy. I definitely want to see that because it's a reason he picked them. Um dang tagly gonna be technically gonna be something. Can't wait. I really can't wait. Um those are the two teams I'm really looking looking at. Uh we haven't seen Fale in a while, so Always great to see Fale. The question is, is he still part of the Bullet Club? Would, well it says Bullet so. Club
0: Rogue Army, so I think he's still part of the Bullet oh Club oh or okay. Or so it's <laughs>
1: another oh uh, so it's another adjacent that probably David Finley's not looking at <laughs> the, uh, right. trash ass David Finley. Um I'm just glad David Finley's not in this. So glad. <laughs> so happy. Um, yeah, we're gonna this this is gonna be a great tag league. Um it it's been needing a revamp. It's been needing a oomph of something, and I think this year is gonna be it.
0: I, I, I agree. I think that I think that the B block is a much is a very unique block as well because you have both tag team you both have both tag team champions in it, in the heavyweight tag champions of Bishimon as well as G O D, the strong openweight tag champions. Uh, but you also have these unique teams such as Fale and uh Bonza. Uh, you also have Monster Sauce which has the you know high flying uh, flair of Zane along with the the brute power and force of Archer. Uh, we have the two uh, luchadores from CMLL, and Sobrano Jr. Atlantis Jr. Um, very interested to see what uh, this young man, uh, this young man brings to the table. That's teaming with Suji uh, Zadokan Jr. Again, they were able to get the victory in a ten man tag that was part of the main event of uh, Sunday's uh, New Japan Road Show uh, when they defeated they teamed with Hiromu Bushi and Shingo to take on all of just five guys. Uh, and Taka was the uh, the unfortunate recipient of their double team move. So interested to see what they do. But this is going to be a very very unique uh, tag team uh, tag team tournament because of the different teams and the different dynamics of teams. You don't have the same uh, teams that you normally have, like your GODs, your uh, your your dangerous techers. You don't have Bebop Tag League or none of that. You have very different tag teams in this one. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Uh, in here, but let's, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. We've already talked enough Mm -hmm. about, you know, everything and, and stuff. Let's get into a preview of the action that's coming up on the 20th and the 21st. Now, just a programming note. Uh, I will still most likely be here at this location, but we will, but we will be back on Wednesday to recap the first two days of action and get you ready for a long 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 week of action pro tag league we will be back on Wednesday uh, because Thursday is Thanksgiving uh, and so I will be spending it with my family and stuff like that uh and possibly uh shifting back to my plate in my apartment that night so um we won't be potting on that Thursday but we will pot
1: on that Wednesday they go the leftovers it gets you, get you
0: ready for a long week of action yeah exactly but, uh <laughs> we got we got that going for you as well, but for now, um, I'm trying to get my tag on notes up so that way I can we can talk about these predictions and stuff like that so uh, and I think Sith is still hanging around, so I think Sith is gonna be involved in the predictions yet again, hopefully he has a better showing uh than he did for Super Junior Tagley, though he did kick my ass and picks on uh full gear last night though,
1: ah man. Sith- I got, I got, I got the matches I said in the chat wrong, and then I got the main event wrong. Yeah, Sip, Sip went nine and
0: two. I went, I think six. <laughs> which,
1: and five. which, and I went seven and four. Which, I want to congratulate before we do this. I do want to congratulate MJF because today marks 365 days he has been aew champion and a lot of people didn't think he was going to be
0: able to do it. well that's yeah congratulations to him yeah congratulations to him on making a 360 a full calendar year as aew world champion i also want to say and i didn't even here's the fucked up part i didn't even pick her But I was happy that she won, and that's Julia Hart becoming the AEW TBS champion. I didn't pick her at all, but I was happy she won. I was psyched that she won. I was like, oh, shit, Julia won. Let's go. Um, Also, I want to –
1: yeah, congratulations to Julia Hart, but I also want to congratulate her in the right of – she's the youngest AEW champion on the roster in company history. She's she's the youngest.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Congratulations to her. Yeah. And, so congratulations. I actually, to I actually, I actually peep, I actually peeped her Instagram and saw her wedding photos. Man, she, Lee Johnson's a lucky sub She married she Lee, Lee Johnson. Yeah, she married Lee Johnson last month. After after she had that banger match with, Kat, with Statlander, Wrestle dreams. Like, right, I know she she, was, she got married. Yeah, she 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 took she took time off to get married, and go on her honeymoon. Yeah, it was with Lee Johnson. <laughs> and Sky Blue, fucking uh, Kyle Fletcher,
1: Lucky bastard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard out here. Ain't
0: it?
1: <laughs> it's hard out here for for a sage. <laughs> Uh, we're not even gonna get into that. That ain't even gonna be it. I'm not, I'm not, we're not talking seems, about
0: that. And it seems like Lee Johnson comes over those thighs, lucky bastard. <laughs> I can't, Kyle
1: I can't. Fletcher anyway. is the one for me. Ah, Kyle, you, you really okay,
0: like Scott Blue, Scott Blue, Sky Blue got the cheese to take <laughs> a hold of you, anyway. All right. So before we get wow. into starting the predictions wow. for Jeez. World Tag League, here was the final here was the final tally for Super Junior Tag League, uh, which uh, let's see, we ended up Sage ended up thirty and sixteen, I ended up thirty one and fifteen, and Sith ended up twenty and twenty six. So I edged you up by one. About just by one, because we all pick catch two two to uh, we all pick catch two two to win it all, and yeah, we uh we all got got that one. But yeah, I I I I I got you in the end. But you you had me like you had me pretty good like midway through. But then I caught up at the end. I'm just that good. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about this week. Let's talk about this upcoming uh, start at World Tag League again. They're gonna do it like they normally. They're gonna do it like they normally do it, which is they're gonna have only the the block matches take place there. So basically, it'll be one night, a block only, with like a couple of uh, undercard matches, uh, and then B block will be the next night, and then they're gonna alternate nights and stuff like that. So that's how they're doing it this year. And we open. We're gonna open. There's not only are we going to see World Tag League, but this tour is going to see the debut of two new young Lions. Two new young Lions are debuting on this show on Monday for the A block. It will be uh Shoma Kato making his debut. He will be taking on Oscar Loibe uh in the opening that's going to take place uh at 6 p.m. local time. Uh, so he'll get his day his chance to debut. It'll be a 10 minute time limit matchup. Uh, and then afterwards, you'll have Sobrano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. Uh, taking on Takamichi Noku and Doki. This is not a preview of anything. They're just in action. Monster Sauce will team with Suzuki and Nagata to take on Bullet Clubs, Gato, Taiji, Shimori, along with Rogue Armies, Jack Bonza, and, and Bad Luck Fale. Uh, Yuromura will team with Taichi and Sonata to take on Bushi, and Jr., and Yonasuji. Yo will team with Bishima to take on Giotto and the, and the strong openweight tag team champions. So a bit of a preview for what's to come. And then we open up with block action. TMDK in their second straight World Tag League, they open up against the debuting Gates of Agony uh, in this one. Sage, who you got in this one?
1: Give me TMDK.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm also I'm also going with TMDK. I think that you know they're going to start off uh, very well with a victory here, but I think it's not going to be easy for for the uh, for the lads from from Australia. Uh, Synth is also going with TMDK as well, so clean sweep across the board for our opener. And then our second A A Block League match, we'll see Toriano and Ishii of Chaos taking on the House of Torture. Uh Who you got in this one? Does uh the Yano and the shenanigans get them a victory or will the shenanigans of the House of Torture be the ones to get them the victory? I'm
1: going to say House of Torture.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with House of Torture as well. I think that even with the Yano shenanigans, they're not going to be enough uh, against the shenanigans of the House of Torture, because you know Kanamaru and Sho are going to be very close by. You know Dick Togo is going to be lingering around, so you got to yeah, think that that's going to be yeah, that's going to be there. Uh, Sage Sith is also going with House of Torture as well. Our uh, semifinal, we'll see Rio Oiwa and Kaito Kiyomiya take on the former strong openweight tag team champions from the Bullet Club War Dogs, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coglin, Sage.
1: Who you got in this one? I'm gonna say Gabe Kidd and Alice Coglin. Yeah, I think. So. Hold on.
0: Yeah, I think it's clean. It's a clean sweep across the board. We're all going with war dogs. Um, I think that OIWA is going to get absolutely battered and it's going to be. Uh, a victory for the former Strong Openweight Tag Champions to start things off for them, uh, which is going to be a far cry from what they did last year, honestly. And in our main event, we'll see two of the Raywa Three Musketeers, Ren Narita, Shota Umino take on United Empire's Hanare and the great Okan Sage. Who you got in this one?
1: Oh, the shooter and Ren.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with um Narita and Umino and say Se- Sith is actually lone wolfing it. He's going with the United Empire. He's got the empire that's uh winning the main event of the first night of World Tag League. So there you go. Listen,
1: I'm going with listen. them.
0: I think that I think that they they're, they're going to start off strong. They may pit her off maybe towards the end and come up short. But I think that they're gonna really put on a good showing, especially in that in that A block. I honestly feel like that's this A block is gonna be, it's gonna come down to the Raywa three, uh, the Wayra, uh three Musketeers, and possibly War Dogs, and possibly TMDK in the mix, and maybe Bishamon in the mix uh, towards the tail end. So there you go. Yeah, we'll we'll get our we'll give you our overall predictions in just a second uh, in just a bit. But let's talk about Tuesday nights remaining in Corcoran Hall for B-Block. Uh, B-Block will kick things off. Of course, we will see the other new young lion debut in our opening matchup. Uh, it will be Katsuya Murashima. He will be making his debut against Yuto Nakata. Shima, and then we will open up proper with the Gates of Agony, depending on their result, the, ne- the night before will either be in a foul mood or a good mood, but either way they will take it out on Oscar Loybe and Toma Akihoma I am so glad GBH was not in this fucking tournament, because I was not going to cover this tournament if they were in it, I'm just going to be honest with you uh, You're going to also see the United Empire's Hanarian and uh, Great O'Connell with Callan Newman, take on Bolton Oleg, Ryohe Oiwa, and Kaito Kiyomiya you will see Tiger Mask team with Wato, Narita, and Umano to take on Bullet Club, uh, Gato, Taiji, Shimori, and uh, Kid and Coughlin. And in the fourth undercard match, we will see Dick Togo team with Yujiro and Evil to take on TMDK's Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, and Ichiban's sweet boy, Kosei Fujita, is going to be back in New Japan and fighting in this one. But then we begin B-Block. Sobrano Jr. and Atlantis will take on the unlikely team of Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Nagata. Sage, who you got winning this opening B-block match? They
1: they go against who? Yuji Nagata and and Minoru Suzuki. I just can't get that this is a team. Going against who?
0: Sobrano Jr. and uh, Atlantis Jr.
1: I'm gonna see murder grandpa choke somebody out. But this is gonna be dysfunctional, and I think that's gonna to get to them. So I'm gonna go Alanis and Sobrano.
0: I'm I'm going the opposite direction. I'm and same as Sith is we're gonna go with Nagata and and Suzuki. I think they I think they're even though they're gonna be dysfunctional, I think that they're gonna find they're gonna find a way to 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 work together and and get the w uh here and i think it starts here i honestly do but i i i'm probably going to be wrong on this one but i'm gonna stick with that one all right next up monster sauce will take on the rogue army so we get to see lance archer bad luck folly big beefy men slapping man meat who you got in this one
1: Give me that pick again. Give it to give it, give it to me again. I gotta monster I gotta sauce. hear it again. Monster sauce
0: versus the rogue army.
1: Even though we've seen monster sauce, because I I'm the unknown is 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 the rogue army. Give me the rogue army.
0: I guess I'm lone wolf in it because I'm going with monster sauce here. I think that, <laughs> I mean, Grant. I mean, I have not seen Jack Bonza and Fale team it together because they've been doing it in Australia. So they could probably be like a dope ass team. But I've seen Zane and Archer and I think that they can have what it takes. So I think that they're going to be the ones to get the first two points and in, in, in to get two points in the B block on this one. Uh, Yuri and Taichi, the KLPW 2023 champion, taking on Zendokan Jr. and Yoda Suji. Sage, who you got in this one?
1: Yoda Suji.
0: Oh, so you're going LIJ. Yeah. All right. Me and you are going LIJ. Sith is lone wolfing, and he's going with just five guys. Uh, so there you go. And then, of course, our main event, we'll see champion versus champion. Off the break, the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, will take on the strong openweight tag team champions, El Phantasmal and Leo. Mm. Who you got in this one, Sage?
1: I want to say ELP so bad. But
0: go to him. all right. So me and you are both going with Bishimon and Sith is actually lone wolfing it again. He is going with the strong open weight champions God to get the victory over the tag, the IWGP tag champions. So. Well, that should be a very, very unique and very, so, very interesting main event match. To, so to is D Block
1: is is um, <laughs> oh, I'm so wrong when I say this. So in God, you know that gorillas of destiny. Uh, would that would that make would that make uh? I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying. Would that make LP a lemur? He's the Zabuma fool of the group? I can't. <laughs> I can't. All right, all
0: right, all
1: right. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious now. I'm serious. Let's go. All right,
0: let's go. this man really asked if elp was a leaper that's what we are in 2023 y'all november 2023 that's where we are jesus christ it's okay anyway it's right. do we have story do we have story time with saying baby or no
1: nah man it's too much going on and and, and these these stories
0: would be being... heard
1: nah nah I, I I will think about it on Wednesday have to talk to the committee
0: got it <laughs> okay got it got it anyway all right so we hope that you enjoyed this preview episode for world tag league uh, world tag league begins on the 20th of november uh with the a block in corkland hall and of course we will be back on wednesday to recap those uh, the two nights in corkland and get you ready for what look to be a very very busy schedule moving forward with a show with a show on thanksgiving day uh there's going to be, let's see, after our, when we do our podcast on Wednesday, one, two, three, four, five, six, six events over eight days, six events okay. over eight days that's that we will be looking at, so yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy schedule, but we're going to talk about all of that this coming Wednesday on the podcast, and there you go, so with that being said, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you check us out on social media Facebook.com, Twitter.com, True No Spots Pod, Twitch.tv, True No Spots Pod, and on uh, TikTok.com, True No Spots Pod. Make sure you check us out there. Make sure you check out Sage over there on Instagram. I woke up as this guy named Sage with underscores after each word. Make sure you check out Sith on social media at true 74 on both twitter and on tiktok also don't forget that this coming saturday the cast itself returns as we will have a recap of full hopefully i'll be back in my, my regular setup and we'll be on we'll be doing doing the damn thing there uh we will do that saturday and then we will have live reactions to survivor series on twitch and maybe on facebook as
1: well uh that'll be happening on saturday night. i do have so i do have an announcement for saturday Pacific, um doing that thing right there so Why, how did you know my announcement uh-oh
0: what do you, what do you, what do you got no i'm just like what, what do you mean you just said you got an announcement i'm like uh-oh what
1: i'll be with y'all for war games
0: What's your Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go. You heard it.
1: You I'm got here for like, the I say enjoy the
0: Saturday, bro. That was the war yeah. games, war games, it's gonna be... I'm here for it. That's uh, going to be, it's going to be lit. I'm hoping to be back in my apartment this weekend so that way we can get that going and stuff like that. So I can't wait. That's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. Anyway, so that's it Absolutely. for the audio version of the podcast. We appreciate you listening, whether you're listening on Spotify or whether you're listening on Amazon Music or whether you listen on any other place where you get your podcast. We appreciate you as always. We will be back on Wednesday streaming live on Twitch uh, with the audio going up Thanksgiving morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, to preview everything that's coming up and then we will be back also on Saturday for the Weekly Wrestling Podcast, but for now we will see you guys next time Adios Hey guys, it's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook.com slash No Spots Pod, as well as on Twitter at True No Spots Pod. We will catch you on the next episode. Myself, Donnie Wrestling, and the Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.